kind of like a plane sometimes where you have this piece of information that you get and you just like go down the runway and take off, but you've left people on the runway. And I think that was happening with my team too. Like I had a vision of where we were going and what we were doing. And I was just like running and going and I didn't always like bring them along with me. And I also didn't take enough time to really um, listen to, I guess, listen to their feedback. So while I was self-reflecting, I wasn't like including them in some of the reflection process and asking for feedback. This is Kelly Bennett, Director of Marketplaces at M Design. Before this, she was the global head of e-commerce and digital and director of sales at Henkel, home of iconic brands such as Schwarzkopf, Loctite Adhesives and Persil. I'm Sonia, the host of the Plan B podcast. Here we talk about instances when Plan A didn't work out, how to pivot to get on with Plan B and what learning stirred with us as part of the experience. I want to talk with Kelly because of her extensive experience and openness when it comes to managing teams. Not so long ago, Kelly used to be my manager, and I've learned to admire her leadership style. However, as part of today's podcast, we'll discover that it has not always been smooth sailing. We'll talk about the differences between management and leadership and why it's important to build strong and resilient teams, learnings on personal development and the importance of quality feedback and her advice for first-time managers in the ever-evolving world of business. Welcome, Kelly. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast for this very, very first episode of Plan B. Yes. It's, a, it's an honor to have you. Honestly, I'm so excited. It's an honor to be the first guest. This is very exciting. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really good. Um, do you maybe want to introduce yourself? Because obviously we know each other very well, but our audience doesn't. So do you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself um, and how of you course. came to be so, on um, this podcast today, Bennett. I guess? I am based in the U.S. I'm actually living in Avon Lake, Ohio, so right outside of Cleveland. Um, I know Sonia from my time that I spent working in the U.K. at Hinkle. I've actually spent the last... Oof, Uh, 17 years at Hinkle in various roles, brand marketing, trade marketing, digital marketing. Um, my last role was leading um, the global digital team for the adhesives business, so the consumer adhesives business. Before that, I worked for IRI in, on the data side. Um, and my current role is at M Design. I'm leading the marketplace team, so very heavily focused on e-commerce. Um, I spent six months in 2019. Oh, whoa. <laughs> in the UK. Um, and I was on a team with Sonia. So that's a bit about me. Yes. So in short, Kelly actually used to be my, my former boss. Uh, she was an amazing boss. Um, Thank and, you. uh, you know, she, she, she really like, um, did amazing work with the team and the UK and, um, brought a lot of insights to the team back then. Um, and actually it's quite relevant because one of the topics we'll talk about today is, being a manager um, and, you know, mistakes that we have made. Um, There's a lot becoming of Becoming managers, <laughs> becoming managers and leading teams and developing teams. Um, but I can say wholeheartedly that, you know, nowadays she's one of the best managers I've ever had the pleasure of working oh. with. So um, it's definitely, uh, yeah, we definitely have an expert on the call. That's that's for sure. Um, okay, cool. So I guess um, obviously the Plan B podcast is all about um, sort of whenever plan A didn't work out and, and mistakes and failures that we made. Um, and I already, I already said that, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about today was about, well, mistakes we've made <laughs> being managers mm -hmm. 
being leaders in our businesses um, and sort of the mistakes that we wanted to share on those and lessons learned. So do you want to maybe tell me a little bit more about just what's your view on mistakes in general and in, in business and life? You know, what's your view on them? Um, and how do you deal with them, generally speaking? Sure. So I don't even know that I call them mistakes anymore. I think now I would call them all kind of learning opportunities. So every, you know, failure I've had, mistake I've made, um, I've learned something from each of them. And I think it's also like what you do with them. So being able to reflect back on the things that didn't work or didn't work the way that you hoped and leverage that for the future. And I have had a lot of a lot of learnings over my time. <laughs> Would you say that you've learned more from things that have worked out in life or things that maybe haven't worked out in life? I would say things that haven't worked out in life. I think I've learned more about myself from things that haven't worked out. So like the things that I enjoy or that I don't enjoy, I think I've learned more about other people. Um, and then also just more about business in general from some of the things that didn't go as planned. When we were talking about topics to discuss today, you you mentioned that at the very well at the beginning of your career when you had your very first team, um, you had you know a, a massive situation ongoing. So that, you know there were lots of learnings happening there. Um, do you just want to give a little bit of context on you know what the situation was and um, you know how you got into it? Basically, Wh what are we talking about today? I would love to. So a situation where I learned a lot was one that was early in my career. I had spent my career up until that point really focused on analytics. So point of sale analysis, category management, and I had most recently been in a market research role. I was part of a larger team. My manager at the time asked me to take on the responsibility of leading the team. There were about seven or eight people, and the majority of them um, had more experience than I did and were in more senior roles. I was fortunate that I had a leader who believed in me and saw my potential. But the first few months in that role were very bumpy as I was trying to navigate moving from a peer to a leader and also trying to find my way on, on how to be a leader and how to be a manager. So that's obviously a massive career step, right? Yes. So you go from... From zero to hero, uh -huh. it, yeah. it's, it sounds like a sink or swim situation. It was. Um, which we've all been in, let's be honest. Um, did you have any, like, you know, training before that or any any setup? No. Like, what was this? How, how, how did it come to be that you would be put in, you know, in charge of seven people? Um, I think that this is actually something that was huge for me and a, a huge step in my career. I found a manager that I worked with who kind of saw my potential and from the projects that I had led, the various things that I'd worked on, you know, felt that I had leadership potential. Um, I maybe had done a couple leadership trainings, but really nothing else. So wasn't super prepared. So I do feel like it was a bit of a um, sink or swim. I kind of got thrown in and had to figure it out. How did it work out? Uh, so one, I feel like to that team, I still like need, feel like I need to apologize because <laughs> I think I learned so many things. So, you know, first of all, coming in, I thought I was a manager. So it was my job to manage people. And I thought, you know, to be an effective manager, I needed to understand everything. I needed to know what they did, how they did it, how things worked and be able to provide them, you know, direction and more of not even direction, but managing, say like, do this and do that. <laughs> and it was a disaster because these people were, you know, experts in what they did. There was no possible way I could learn all of that. Um, also I feel like, you know, 
my perception of what I needed to do to manage was really manage and not lead. And leading is so much more important. And I didn't realize like that there was a big difference or what the difference was until that role. And so when you say that, you know, you obviously weren't really in a position where you could learn everything and and you you were being trying to be a manager versus a leader, like what was the the reaction? Like how did you notice that something was wrong, I guess? Uh, one, I was super overwhelmed because I had also gone from being very, you know, task and project focused to trying to be a bit more strategic and, you know, develop people and, and do things that I hadn't done. So I think one thing was I was like drowning because I was trying to be in like every single detail um, and try to manage while also trying to like be task oriented, which was not a great feeling. I think The feedback and the response from the team was another thing. You know, one thing for me that I thought was important was consistency. And I think sometimes it is, but I think I was trying to basically manage every single person the same way to be like fair and consistent, which was also a disaster because everybody is different and works differently. So I think a huge piece too is kind of the response I got from the team and the reaction and some of the feedback I received from them. Um, a lot of that was actually extremely helpful in, in developing my skills. Is there um is there any particular piece of feedback that you remember like that you remember that that was given to you that maybe hit the hardest when when it hit when it happened? Mm, I think one thing which I was not famous for but I would be like, "Oh yeah, no problem. We can do it. This is so easy. It's easy for us to do." And I I still have to catch myself from doing that because to me It's not even it's easy. It may be like less complex than things. But, you know, one of the guys doing it was like, this is not easy. This is like a lot of work and it's extremely hard. And I'm like, okay. And I and I felt like because I knew enough about it at some level that I was like, oh, yeah, I can speak on this super well and get it. And I couldn't at all. So I think I was very lucky, actually, because I had one person on the team um, who was not afraid to give very candid feedback um, and was not afraid to say like, you know, you did like this was wrong or what you said, like maybe was the best approach in a nice way. Um, but that person actually helped me develop a lot. And I still talk to them a lot to this day. I have to admit, even when you were my manager, you still said that oh, sentence no. a couple of uh -huh. times. Um, but it was fine because most of the time it was, you know, I, I, I sort of took it as a solution-focused mindset yeah. at the time. Um, and I've so, worked on well, that too because I always say, you know, of all the things we could do, this is not the most complicated. But I try not to say that, you know, this is something easy because it's never easy. <laughs> There's just things it's, are... it's never as easy as it looks. Exactly. It's never as easy as it looks. No. Yeah. Like a lot of things in business and in marketing. Exactly. It must have been like mentally really tough as well, I can imagine. It was extremely tough. And I think at first I kind of doubted myself. I was like, I'm in over my head. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do, I don't like, you know, I don't know how to lead a team. These people are more experienced than me. And I'm trying to come in and tell them like how to do their job, which again is not what my role was. Um, I think it started by one, you know, identifying that I was failing at some of the things I was doing, which came from feedback from them. Um, I did get some feedback from my manager as well. Um, actually, good feedback, but he was always very supportive and providing suggestions on different things to do. Um, I think a lot of it too was actually self-reflection. So I think for a while too, I felt like the job was too big for me or, you know, these people were experts and I didn't know. And it was, you know, more, less focused on me 
But when I sat down, I was like, okay, what am I doing well or what am I not doing? And kind of, you know, made lists of, of things that um, were a result of the way that I was handling situations. And then I spoke with my manager about those two. And he gave me some really good feedback on different ways to handle things and things to try. And um, he actually gave me one really, really good piece of feedback that I like use all, all the time that there's some things. And I think it also goes with like the comment of this is easy where for me, like I, you know, get something or I know it. And he's like, you're kind of like a plane sometimes where you have this piece of information that you get and you just like go down the runway and take off, but you've left people on the runway. And I think that was happening with my team too. Like I had a vision of where we were going and what we were doing. And I was just like running and going and I didn't always like bring them along with me. And I also didn't take enough time to really, um, listen to, I guess, listen to their feedback. So while I was self-reflecting, I wasn't like including them in some of the reflection process and asking for feedback. So I would say I did a lot of different things. <laughs> I also did a lot of trial and error. Which, which is normal in that situation. You know, mm -hmm. you go in with a plan and in, in this case, plan A, you know, to stay within the theme oh. of the podcast, but you go in with a plan and it doesn't work out and, you know, you pivot and you learn. And yes. so, I, I guess my next question really is how, how did you pivot? Like what was your plan B and, and how did you execute on that? I think part of my plan was realizing that there's not a set formula and that you can't handle people the same way and that, you know, every situation is different. I think I had to become a little bit um, more adaptable and more flexible. I also like the biggest learning I had is that it's okay to not know something and it's okay to like tell people that you you don't know and that you know here's what I think like what is your opinion or is there a better way to do this um so I think like being able to do that <laughs> helped me a lot um and I think it wasn't easy because I felt like coming in as kind of a junior member of the team I almost had to prove myself and and show that I knew what I was doing and that I you know had some sort of like authority and and could speak on these things um, and that didn't work at all. So I had to kind of step back and reassess how I did things and basically like completely blow up the approach that I was taking and like unlearn the things that I thought were the situation um, and basically start like relearning. I would say I, I reset and then I did do a lot of like reading about leadership and I did more leadership trainings and I really started to learn what the difference was between like leading and managing. Can you actually expand on that? Because I think that's a really interesting topic. So, you know, I think management and leadership are used, often used in the mm -hmm. same sentence, you know, as, as the same thing. Um, but I think if you're a true leader, you recognize that there's a quite stark difference between them. So I think just for people that are listening to this and who might not be aware of the difference, or can you just explain what you think is the difference between being a manager and being a leader. Yeah. So for me, I thought they were the same. Like I thought it was, you could use them interchangeably. Um, I think for me, managing really is, it's not so much your focus on the tactical things, but there's things that you have to get done. And it's saying, okay, like what is our workload? Who can do these things? How do we do them? Um, and for me, leading is, it's really all about getting the best out of people. So helping people develop and helping them achieve things by um, being the best version of their se themselves, I think, you know, making sure that there's a vision and a, a clear direction and, and helping people like to grow and to achieve, or I think managing for me is more of like the day-to-day -day checklist of projects and tasks. And that's a bit how I would define it. 
if you have like maybe two or three action points, like specifically that you learned from the trainings and maybe even some of the book recommendations you just mentioned, like what were like the points that you worked through specifically? First, I think I started because I was extremely hard on myself. <laughs> like I was almost like being a perfectionist. And then I was, you know, thinking like I was doubting myself and not believing in myself because I was having a hard time. Um, so I stopped doing that and started like looking at what the situation was and what things could I change or do differently and um, seeking out people actually too that believed in me. So like my manager who put me in that role, he saw that I had potential for some reason, you know, and so I tried to kind of surround myself with like a core group of people who I could bounce ideas off of and ask things to that um, I felt believed in me and saw my potential. So I think that helped me a lot. I think the other thing that I did was I was actually like myself. So I think it sounds so ridiculous, but I felt like, you know, to me, the part of who I am is I think I am uh, really empathetic and I have a lot of energy and I'm passionate. And I think when I took over as a manager, I almost tried to be like strictly business and, you know, very like, <laughs> okay, this is consistent and here's what we're doing and this is how we do it. And I'll do it all the same way with everybody, which was very far from who I was. Um, so I think the things that were making me like good or had potential in that role, I was not paying attention to. Um, I think when I started going back to, you know, being empathetic and, you know, being a, a listener and, and asking my team for feedback and really spending time, like understanding each of them and kind of what their drivers were and what their detractors were and, and what motivated them. I think that was huge. I think that also yeah. came, you know, from the pool of people that I trusted, that was feedback that came from them. Um, I did some internal trainings And then I did do a lot of books. Like I had done like some of the Dale Carnegie books and the first 90 days. And um, I read a lot of articles like Harvard Business Review articles on leadership and, you know, things, what, what makes a good leader. And I, that's actually a really nice transition to, to the next thing that I want to talk about, because it's really about, you know, if, if you had a chance to talk with past you, you know, what advice would you give or if you could talk, well, you, you are talking to people that are listening to this podcast um, and that might be coming into a similar situation, um, you know, in their lives, what would be, you know, the pieces of advice that you would give them the most important points that you think would have really made a difference if you would have known them earlier on? I would say number one is be authentic. So be yourself. I mean, I think the reason that you know, things happen or you move into different roles or opportunities come up is because kind of of who you are. So when I tried to like adapt myself to what I thought, you know, a manager looked like based on the managers that I knew, it was a disaster. Um, I think another big one for me, which has helped a lot too, is really um, believe in myself. And then also, you know, find people that believe in me. So not people that, you know, just give positive feedback all the time, but really people that, you know, believe believe in me and my abilities and potential and they can give difficult feedback, um, but are supportive and, 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 you know, either see what I think I see or see something a little bit different. So I think those are really good ones. Um, I think the third one I would say is listen, <laughs> like actively listen. I think it's so important because it, I feel like when I first came in, it was kind of almost like a checklist of things. Like I do one-on-ones and, and I realized 
okay, I can ask these questions, but it's not like my listed questions. It's like the follow-up. So when someone says something really digging in more to understand, you know, what's the root cause of their issue or, you know, what, like, what is it really that they're saying? I think that was another huge, huge learning for me. So those three. (laughs) The other perspective that I wanted to get on this um, was, you know, if you are in in the role of someone that is on the team, right, and and gets a manager <laughs> like you, yeah. um, you know, in that situation that is maybe not as ideal, or you know, struggling to fit into their role and and grow into their role, because one of the things you've said repeatedly is um, surround yourself with people that will give you valuable mm-hmm. feedback, right? That 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 support you, but that give you. Um, like actionable feedback and and true feedback to how you're doing and and what you could be doing better. And so if you would be someone on that team, you know, what what should you do? Like, what is the best approach to let your manager know that it's not working out and and how can you structure your feedback in a way that is actually helpful to both, to, to yourself, obviously, and to the manager? Yep, I would say, you know, in that case, be transparent. You know, I think you can't come in and say you're doing a terrible job and I don't like, I don't like this at all. I mean, you can, but it might not be the best way to do it. Um, but I do think coming in and, you know, giving examples of things or saying, oh, you know what, like when we worked on this project, it worked really well for me because this happened, you know, but on the other side, I was really struggling with this. So I think it also helps, especially with a new manager, you know, of, of providing that feedback, but providing in a way that you you don't just come in and say, you know, broad stroke, like, I think you're doing terrible, <laughs> but you bring very specific examples of things that are working and things that maybe aren't working. I think that was actually a huge thing that helped me. Um, and I think the same thing too, like I just mentioned that, you know, listening and asking questions. I had someone on my team who asked a lot of questions and it also really made me think more, you know, when we were having challenges on something or on a project they would really want to understand like, why, why did you ask for it this way? And why do I need to do it like this? And why? And I was like, Oh, okay, that's really fair. Cause that's not how they work. So what I asked them to do is kind of counter to the way that they needed to, to hear it. So I think, um, I think I would the same, like, you know, empathy, transparency and having them be authentic helped me a lot. What would you say are like qualities of a good team? Like how do you recognize as a manager that you have the right, ba- that you've struck the right balance? I've actually been extremely fortunate to have like very, very good teams in the past. Um, I think one, it's diversity. So I think you need people that like think differently, that have different backgrounds, that challenge each other. Um, I think the teams that I've been on where, you know, everyone has come from the same spot, like the same background or, you know, went to the same college or did the same, and, like everything is very similar um, personality wise as well. I think it doesn't work well because you don't, you need the challengers and you need, you know, you need the quiet people, you need the introverts, you need the extroverts. So I think, um, diversity, I think has been super amazing. I think with that, it makes the team extremely dynamic. So I think, you know, having a team that's people can challenge and bounce ideas off and like feel safe. It's not that when you challenge something that someone gets offended, you know, it's a very um, open and sharing and collaborative environment. I think uh, most of the teams that I've worked in have been great teams are, you know, when there's a very clear vision or like a shared vision in a direction that we're going. And I think everybody understands where we're going and why we're getting there. And I think 
when there's passion and energy and, you know, kind of everyone's always willing to pitch in and help or to share or to upscale or to support their colleagues. I think those are kind of the best teams that I've been on. I can vouch for the experience. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, we, we didn't always have it easy on our no. team. I think, you know, we, we did go, we did go through our struggles as well, but, um, I agree that I think if there's a, a shared vision, if, if there's a shared like direction, um, that the team is heading towards to, and, you know, there's also a plan in place on how to get there ideally. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just having positive energy that, that comes with that, um, that is a, a massive help. Yeah. Um, and I know from the, from the days that we worked with, uh, where we worked together, um, that you're very energetic and you always provide a lot of positive reinforcement. So, um, that usually, uh, pushes through the hard times as well. Right. Um, and I think actually that's a good example. Like that team for me, I think, um, If I had had that team when I first started, you know, I think what worked so well is everyone kind of brought their own thing. Like, I think you did a super great job of bringing all of the trainings and the expertise that you had from prior roles, where I think like if I had been in my role with you and the team, you know, 10 years before, I might have been like, oh, okay, I don't know if she can like share all these things because like I should be the one that's like, you know, leading the team. Um, but I think, you know, being able to really like leverage all of the different skills in the background that people bring is so important. And I also think making sure that, you know, it's acknowledged and that people have credit. And I think even before too, I'd have been like, okay, well, this is my team and I did these things and you know, it's not never about me. So. If you manage to swim, if you manage to course correct as a manager, um, you know, the team will follow you. The team will, grow with you um which is a super rewarding experience as a manager um at least from my own personal experience i agree i would say too the other thing that i learned and not just from a, a leading or a managing but just i think life in general kind of is that um you know the story about being authentic but i also think everything is always like evolving and changing and it is so important to to be flexible and to, you know, acknowledge when you're doing things wrong or when there's a better way to do something, or sometimes you have a plan and you have to completely blow it up, like all of it and almost restart. I think being able to do that, you know, I think at first, like when that first happens, you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Like I messed everything up. Like, what am I going to do? But I think now I'm like, okay, we learn from this. We'll reset everything. And I think that's actually a super important skill to learn. Thank you so much for your time today, Kelly. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you here. And thank you to all the listeners for listening in on episode one of the Plan B podcast. And I'm looking forward to see you at the next episode. Thank you for having me. I loved it. This was so fun. 